So uh, this is a question not for you, Beth, but for our listeners. Listeners, did you know that while this podcast is being recorded, one of your co-hosts is often on their phone? And I'm not going to name any names, (laughs) but... But it's not me. uh, Okay, I said we weren't going to name any names. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry. It's the other co-host. Thank you. A different one. Mystery anyway, co-host. The point is, uh, there's been this whole thread on Selfie. This is a podcast about that show called Selfie Evaluation. Beth, across from me, in Rochester. Me, Evan, here in Toronto. Selfie, a sitcom from 2014. Sorry, John <laughs> and Karen Gillan. Um, and it sort of revolves around phones and being distracted and being on them. Mm-hmm. Did you have more that you were going to say about that? Or that was the whole thing? Well, I feel like this episode, which is called... This episode is called Follow Through, Episode 9. Really follows through on that whole idea, just like phones and being distracted mm. and not being on them, etc. Mm, that's true. Yeah, this kind of gets to like the emotional heart of like everything that they've been talking around about phones and being distracted. I am often on Words with Friends. Yes, I have noticed that. <laughs> what do you mean? When, like... Your green dot shows up on Facebook to say you're online. It will also say playing Please words with friends. Please don't talk about my green dot. <laughs> Not here on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, it seems like you're playing words with friends a lot. Yeah, well, That's I'm... All. You have a winning. lot of friends and a lot of words. <laughs> I mean, I win a lot, so... Just gotta oh. bolster the old self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That's important. This is season one, episode nine. Mm-hmm. We are going to be doing a little bit of a recap and a little bit of a review. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> a little bit of a review and if you our listeners come back next tuesday we will be doing a little bit more of a breakdown sort of thinking ahead to what might have been so without further ado i said that like it was a play on words this is not a scooby-doo podcast like my <laughs> other one please ignore I was it like, i was really thinking about it. i was like what is the wordplay here with a do i'm not getting it i just can't say that without thinking of Anyway, this is very early in the podcast for you to be already talking about your other podcast. Just saying. Next episode, I'm just going to start out the episode just like, hey, you guys, listen to Scooby Dudes. (laughs) No, that's mean. I don't like it. Anyway, (laughs) now I'm trying to think of a pun that has to do with selfie. I don't think it's there. I think we got to just move on. (laughs) Hey, listen to me talk about selfie. Cancer by BC in 2014, evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two. Okay, so we start out this episode by finding out that Henry, much like me, is not on Instagram. Okay, I wanted to talk about this because I don't want to bash selfie in any way or malign selfie's good name but it starts off with a contradiction because she posted something on instagram and henry liked it like two episodes ago okay counterpoint okay go henry has an account but has no photos oh so he's on instagram but he's not on instagram Mm-hmm. okay okay i can buy that we can continue so yes henry is not on instagram i'm so, not on instagram evan is not on instagram also you good for you I am somewhat on Instagram. And you can follow Beth at... Lightergram. It's like a play on word for the word latergram. What's a, what's a latergram? It's something that you gram after the fact. What do you mean? 
Aren't you always gramming things after the fact? How can you gram something while it's still going on? Lots of people do. Okay, but that's a. It's like every picture of you is a picture of you when you're younger. <laughs> you're getting very philosophical right off the bat here. Just it's true. Out. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, everything's a later gram technically. So, so Henry's not on Instagram. So Eliza can't keep up with what he's doing unless she physically goes and talks to him. Basically. She could also just call him on the phone, send him a text message, email him, fax him. Fax him. <laughs> I feel like Henry would answer a fax. I mean, I would answer a fax. Faxes are awesome. I think they're, they're really cool. cool. They're kind of cool. Have you ever faxed yeah. anyone? This is it. This is an anecdote from my childhood. So my grandfather used to always give us um, a dollar when we showed him our report cards. So one time we faxed him our report cards, like my sisters and I, and, and then he faxed a back a dollar. Which you obviously can't use. And also is like maybe legally questionable. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that's the How story. often do you visit your grandfather in jail? Um, what? <laughs> Why would you say that? He's a counterfeiter. <laughs> I didn't follow. Anyway, <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> so Henry is gazing with a lot of intensity at a tub of diaper cream he's having trouble he says that uh the soothing balm is uh causing him a great deal of discomfort because their diaper cream sales are frankly stinky what i think is hilarious is that diaper cream is so much more of like a generic inoffensive name than one of my favorite licensed products which is hold on (laughs) boudreaux's butt paste you've seen it you've seen it right maybe i don't know they sell that like in regular stores Boudreaux's butt paste is an American brand of skin cream that started out as a remedy for diaper rash. It has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> how, did, how did you find this? I walked into a bathroom once and I saw it and I was like, oh. The brand became a NASCAR sponsor, <laughs> beginning with a Junie Dunleavy-owned car driven by Kevin Ray in the Nextel Cup Series. This is very boring. Also, I don't want to be driving a NASCAR sponsored Boudreaux's butt paste. That sounds very embarrassing. That's literally the premise of the movie Cars, because he gets sponsored by Rusty's, which is like a bumper polishing thing. What I think movie is Cars? incredible. What? Have you seen the movie Cars? Lightning I mean, McQueen? I've seen, I've seen Planes. What? You've seen Planes, but you haven't no, seen I'm just Cars? Kidding. That would be ludicrous. <laughs> Okay, we can we can continue though. Go ahead. What is really floors me about the the Wikipedia page for Boudreaux's butt paste <laughs> is that it has the ingredients listed here. Okay. The ingredients are 16% zinc oxide, a proprietary blend of Peruvian balsam, castor oil, mineral oil, paraffin, petrolatum. So, listeners, if you have these ingredients <laughs> lying around at home, you too could have your own homemade Boudreaux's butt paste. That's that's good to know. That's good to know. Eliza points out that taking this diaper cream, she saw on like Twitter or something, mm-hmm. one of the ugh, like Jennifer Lopez or something or Lawrence. It was, it was one of the one of the J's. J Law or um, J Lo said that you can use diaper cream as eye cream. Yeah, under your eyes, brightening. Not on your eyes. Yeah, you don't need cream for your eyes. They're fine. What if they're dry? Um, I drops. how do you moisturize them? <laughs> with your own tears? Anyway, <laughs> Henry notices with some small amount of surprise that, wow, the space underneath her eyes looks amazing. Mm-hmm. That gives Eliza an idea. Instead of branding it as diaper cream, they can brand it as butt eyes, which Henry says is a terrible name 
but a solid idea. He says, pitch it to Saberstein. Yeah. She's very reticent. She doesn't mm-hmm. really want to do that. She says it's not really her thing. Like, she's more the idea person, not the take it to the boss person. She does have a lot of ideas. She has another idea called a blurkle, which is a blanket with a snorkel in it, so that you can breathe when you're under the covers. You can always breathe when you're under the covers. But it doesn't really feel like it, you know? What do you mean? Like, if I put a blanket over my head, I feel like I can't breathe. Like, I know I technically can, but, like, it freaks me out. Can you show me right now? No. What? Why? <laughs> Why would I There's put a, a bed right behind you. <laughs> That's very weird. No. Anyway, it makes you feel claustrophobic, you know? You'd sleep with a blanket over your head? That would make you feel weird, like someone put you in a bag and closed it? Luke and I were literally <laughs> just saying on our other podcast, well, actually, that's not true, that like Garfield, you know how Garfield sleeps? He's like a loaf of bread yeah, yeah, in a yeah, little yeah. bread pan. <laughs> it's how comfortable that is. But I guess, no, isn't his head closed, enclosed as well? Yeah. Yeah. So Garfield can do it. I'm not Garfield. <laughs> Obviously, you hate lasagna. I actually love lasagna. Hmm, that doesn't sound like the Beth I know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So Eliza, yeah, she has ideas. She doesn't like to do anything with them. Not her not her type. He's down in the kind of like cafe area, I guess, in the ground on the ground floor of Kinder Care Pharmaceuticals. Is this the same cafe with Cookie Girl? It doesn't look the same. Different cafe. Okay, continue. But I, I okay. considered it in my mind to be the same one. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, he bumps into two of Eliza's acquaintances, mm-hmm. whose names are? Whose names are Ren and Prue. Who are members of Eliza's neighbor Bryn's book club. And also co-owners of some kind of like rustic handmade Artisanal, Artisanal Artisanal farm to table sandwiches. So they formed a co-op and they're selling these sandwiches to cafes, I guess. And they have a shared equity model. So they're all profiting, etc. Ren compliments Henry's shoes. And he's like, oh, well, you know, etiquette. I will compliment her back. That is a very nice leather-bound early edition copy of Little Women. Ren is impressed by this, and she... Uh, no, no, he keeps going. He says that he wrote his he wrote an analysis on Little Women for his women's studies class, and he thinks that a Joe and Laurie marriage would be a superior ending to the book. Is Joe a man? No. Joe is a woman, and Laurie is a man. What? Yeah. You never, you never read or seen Little Women? No. Little women? TLC? little women? Okay, saying little women twice. <laughs> what that caused me to remember? Oh, <laughs> little, little women. women. Yeah. Oh, I was very, very, very into watching Little Women, like the uh, 1995 version with uh, Winona Ryder and Claire Danes and Christian Bale. True to form, these are, in my mind, little women. So. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, it's it's a great book and movie. I had a giant crush on the Christian Bale version of Laurie when I was like young. <laughs> anyway, it's the whole story. <laughs> Little Women, great story. Also, Henry took a women's studies course. Yeah. Which I never did. I studied women in my own free time. That sounded not good. Why? That just sounds not good. Do you not want me to learn about women? I don't know. You, you said that in a weird way. Are you sure you want to stick with that? It sounds like you don't want me to learn about people who are different from me. Mm, I don't think that's what I'm saying. Just different life experiences that I feel like I could really grow from. Okay, well, what have you learned about women in your free time? <laughs> You're really going to do this to me, huh? You're really just going to put me on blast right now. No? 
Not a lot. I'm just curious. I'm just curious what you've learned about women. (laughs) Sometimes, if you decide to co-host a podcast with one of them, (laughs) they will drag you for your shortcomings. (laughs) Hmm. It's very intuitive of you. Anyway, so Henry is talking to Ren about Little Women, and uh, she invites them to join their book club. He does not want to do that. He does not want to do that yet. I forget what he says, but he kind of walks away and is like, I'll think about it or something like that. Back in the offices, he comes across Eliza. Eliza, have you pitched it to Cyberstein yet? Eliza is buying shoes for the water, blah, blah, blah. She uh, makes a comment about Havaianas are like bad, like not good footwear. And I wear Havaianas all the time in the summer. Very comfortable, very sturdy, durable footwear. Well, she is looking for water shoes which i believe she described as jellies which was like a thing that was very much in like when we were small children but anyway what are you talking about jelly shoes what are they they're shoes made out of plastic they are not comfortable but they are waterproof anyway the reason that she's looking for shoes is because she was on her way to talk to sam sapperstein and then she realized that sappers sounds like zappos which reminded her that she needed some new water shoes so she's avoiding talking to Sam about her idea. And Henry's very upset about this. He actually grabs her power bar and rips all of the cords out of their sockets. Yeah. And says, I am no longer asking you. This is a demand. And then he says, you have to follow through on your good ideas. So she's in there. She's talking to Sam. Uh, pitches the whole eye cream, but eye thing, which Henry again says is not good. <laughs> and <laughs> Sam says, if I had my druthers... I- We'd squirt diaper cream on the face of every woman in this country, whether she liked it or not. And then Henry hilariously just goes, yikes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Anyway, but the problem is, legally, they can't advertise something for something other than its intended purpose. So they can't straight out say, this is a face cream. I like in a sitcom when they acknowledge that, they acknowledge like the real world, like the constraints of like the laws um, yeah. Because I think that a lot of sitcoms just hand wave stuff away. They're just like, oh, whatever. This is just fiction, so we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Eliza has, and this is mentioned like not too long ago, actually, hundreds of thousands of followers across like a bevy of social media platforms. So mm-hmm. while they cannot legally market it as such, she can do more of a grassroots. Yeah, I think I grassroots would yeah. describe it. Yeah, yeah. So she basically is saying like. I will just like show the product and show like this alternate use for it like I just thought of it rather than being like advertising through the company. So she's going to do basically social media advertising, but using her own platform rather than like whatever platform the product would have, which is interesting. Somebody was just on their phone and not listening to me. (laughs) Very appropriate. Freddie and Eliza are in bed. Okay. Oh, you you missed the, the jazz trio. You just skipped right over that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was funny. It You would. And, okay, <laughs> because you have a very good sense of humor. It was... Sam is just like, oh, they're, we're, oh we're riffing. We're riffing right yeah, now. Yeah, because they this... keep kind of adding to Eliza's idea and like making it better. And he's like, oh, we're like a corporate jazz trio. So then... I, I don't he know how is, to describe it. He um, starts doing like a... He, he's on like the upright bass? Sure, yeah. Like, can you do uh, that? <laughs> And then Henry's on the hi hat, so it's like. 
Eliza, French horn. <laughs> and she does not know what a French horn is. No. <laughs> yeah, but she starts kind of playing along. The part that I enjoy is then Joan opens up the door and she's like, oh, excuse me. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were riffing. I'll tell corporate that you're in a jazz meeting. I don't know. I love that. Anyway, now you can keep going. For as much as you love that, we've never done that on the podcast. We we should start every podcast that way. Just as a jazz duo. Maybe maybe our commentary episode can start with that. Are you saying that so that you don't have to think of... (laughs) an intro to that episode (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking wow weird anyway so then after their jazz trio then uh eliza and freddie back to eliza Eliza and freddie are in bed and they're explicitly not copulating sure okay sorry is that not the right term (laughs) you just have a weird way of saying things evan but anyway they are both on their phones I wrote this down word for word because that's one of the funniest things that Freddie has said. He's on his I also, wrote it, I also wrote it down, but I will let you have it. I mean, you can take it if you want to. No, 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 no. Okay. So Freddie's on his phone and he just goes, why do people favorite when they can retweet? Nut up, dude. And then he goes, my mom is such a coward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Did you know that Twitter, because you're on Twitter a lot. Yeah. Just all the time, constantly. Just not, never not okay, on Twitter. Okay, not constantly, but Twitter is my social media of Life, choice. Yeah. Blood. What? <laughs> did you know that Twitter is doing away with the favorite button? Is that true or is that a myth? Who, where did you hear it? The internet. Where on the internet? Question a your sources, man. source. What? Snopes.com. No, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that's true. But yeah, I would miss it if they got rid of it. Why? It's just an easy way to let people know that you like see something and appreciate it without having to like. Why don't you just talk retweet it? it? You can. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to retweet everything that's funny, because okay. I don't want to be special anymore. You know, retweet so is like an. Just respond to it and say, Ha-ha. "I like this." <laughs> no, that's. It feels like too much. I don't know. Anyway, they're talking about Twitter, and then Eliza is actually still on her computer working on work stuff. She has taken her work home for the first time ever. Freddie's like, oh, my parents in town. You should meet them. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of just like slips it in. He's like, oh, yeah. You want to meet them? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm all about that. So she's kind of chill about it at this point. She doesn't really think that it's a big deal. And Eliza's like, oh, I'm in bed with a very fetching young man. Sure. Yep. Okay. I don't under What? There's a range of vocabulary. (laughs) And I'm just not sure where on that range you want me to be. That one was just more unexpected. I don't, I don't like. I feel like I don't hear people say the word fetching. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but Freddie is asleep. So then, cut to the next day. She comes in and wants to talk to Charmonique. Why? She she wants to ask Charmonique, like, what does that mean? Basically, that Freddie, you know, spent the night, but he just slept. Basically. And Charmonique just says, yeah, your your relationship with Freddie is maturing. That's normal. Yep, it's a thing that happens. In some relationships, you hang out first and you don't have sex until later. That's true, too. That is also good. Anyway, Eliza is, she's very distraught by this. I guess it's ever happened before that she's like been in a relationship for long enough for it to mature. She's questioning that. And then... Henry walks into his office and he sees a muffin on his desk and the muffin says eat me it's a little sign next to it yeah so he's looking at that and then well henry you know he's been around the block a couple times he's read 
a Lewis Carroll book or two. <laughs> and he knows not to just... Eat something that says eat me. <laughs> and, I mean, it's sort of framed like a horror shot in that yes. he's sort of like approaching the desk and in the corner, like not very well lit, is yep. this yep. tall woman. Yeah, and then she kind of like comes out of the darkness and into focus. And I like actually jumped a little bit because I did not expect that to happen at that time. And I was like, oh, oh, she was in his office. Anyway, Ren is there. So Ren has become interested in Henry over his knowledge of little women, which honestly is very understandable. And she decides that she's going to come into his office and surprise him, I guess. And then what? they say something about a rendezvous. What is it? Did you write it down? She says, oh, blah, 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 rendezvous. And he's like, no, this is not a rendezvous. And she's like, technically, every meeting is a rendezvous. (laughs) And he says, touche. And additionally, please leave. Yeah. (laughs) So she's trying to show her interest. And Henry has learned from his women's studies seminar that women do not appreciate being led on in any way. Uh, Romantically encouraged. Yes. Falsely encouraged. So then he had to... I must respectfully inform you that I am not interested in forming a romantic convergence with you. And she's like, yeah, I, I got that. Okay. And then, so she goes to leave. She's hurt, you know, because that's a weird way to Ren, be rejected. Wait. Muffins are not really my favorite baked good. Yeah. I think he says something like, I'm not really a muffin guy. And then he gives her the muffin back, right? Yeah. yeah. I wish that he had said, I'm not really a muffin man. missed opportunity anyway so he gives back her muffin and rejects her so she leaves she's very upset then what i just think that a really stupid version of this show where he's like i'm just not really a muffin man a muffin man a muffin man (laughs) maybe that was in the outtakes maybe just didn't make the final cut it's not very good (laughs) i'm glad you recognize that Anyway, so Ren leaves. She is hurt. Henry feels like he's handled it extremely well. He's very proud of himself. Yeah. He uh, walks into Saperstein's office. Saperstein has invited him for a celebratory artisanal sandwich. I believe he calls them celebratory Sammies. Celebra- <laughs> celebratory Sammies with Sam Saperstein. It's like a fun thing to say. <laughs> anyway, he is very excited about these artisanal sandwiches. He takes one bite. And he is disgusted by it. He, like, spits it, it out in the bag. Though. It looked like it was made with, like, a focaccia bread, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a ciabatta. Mm-hmm. More, more ciabatta. Oh, it looked good. Okay. It looked like a good sandwich. I'm very hungry. I'm hungry, too, actually. Yeah. You can see, like, greens in it. There's some kind of, like, a mustard sauce. Look like. Don't really know what else oh, is in Beth, it. Beth, please stop. Anyway. This one is not good, He's so insane. And normally, this is the highlight of his day, as these sandwiches. He calls the company. Yeah. And then I guess Which they explain it to him in like mere seconds because he's called, <laughs> he hangs up the phone almost immediately. He just goes, "I see," and then he hangs it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a it's a simple story. Girl's heart is broken. Girl makes bad sandwiches. Sandwiches taste like ground up pigeon beak. Boy fixes <laughs> sandwich, Henry. Yeah, because I guess Bryn told him that Henry explicitly was the one who broke Ren's heart. Yeah, I'm trying to think how she could explain this in like five seconds. So she knows that the sandwich is for him and Henry, or is she just giving terrible sandwiches to everyone who works with Henry? I guess that does make sense that 
she would purposefully make bad sandwiches for them. For the whole company? No, 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 no. Just for them. Just for them. So she knows this is for Sam and Henry? Well, so, I then, so okay, so Sam Sapperson calls and says, you know, whatever he says, I wonder if you have like a chutney issue. And she goes, well, Henry broke Ren's heart, so bad sandwiches for you guys. I mean, is well, that the conversation? Maybe not in so many words, but yeah. she. I think she okay. would have said like, well, a certain someone broke the heart of our sandwich maker. But how, how would she, how does Sam know that that's Henry then? How does he know it the, isn't him? It's obviously not him. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Like, he has no context for it. He could accidentally break someone's heart. Basically, Sam says, Henry, you have to fix this so that my sandwiches will be good again. So Henry has to figure out how to unbreak Ren's heart. Unbreak her heart. Yeah, unbreak her heart. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to sing yeah. the song. Yeah, it's okay. We're thinking it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, he goes over to Bryn's place, Eliza's apartment. Bryn's like, it's not what you said. It's how you said it. Mm-hmm. Henry so he, is appealing to He really to does her. not understand it. Yeah, He doesn't get it. Well, and, and you know what? It kind of does make sense just the whole, like, well, I was honest. And how can honesty ever be the wrong choice? Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense. But also, he could have delivered that news. What What is nicer. the burn that she gives him? She says something like, well, yeah, keep on being honest even if... Oh, even if it hurts other people's feelings. Even if it hurts feelings. other people's feelings or something like that without considering other people's emotions. And then Henry says... Thank you. And she's like, I meant it as a burn. And so he goes, I meant mine as a burn too. And she's like, thank you as your burn. <laughs> so anyway. Leaves. Oh, he also Leaves. asks if he can just ha- like get the list of ingredients so that he can make his own sandwiches. And Bryn goes, oh, so if I gave you some paintbrushes, you think you could paint the Mona Lisa? And he's like, it's not really the same thing. <laughs> so he's kind of he's kind of striking out all over the place, really. Back at Kindercare Pharmaceuticals, it's late. It is dark. The office is empty, save for one desk, holding one Eliza Dooley. Eliza She's Dooley. working into the night. She's working late. First time ever for that, too. She is sitting there working, um, says something about like she's... Basically, her social media campaign is going well. She's been retweeted by someone important. She's trending on Pinterest, which I don't think is a thing, but okay. (laughs) Henry is walking out, and he's like, what are you still doing here? She gives him an update, and then she says that she's seen this man in the office who's like the reverse Santa of garbage, who goes around taking all the garbage out of the little cans and putting them into one big bag. And Henry explains to her that that's the janitor. So Henry and Eliza are talking and uh eliza just kind of throws out there oh i have to leave pretty soon because i'm meeting freddie and his parents and henry's like oh you're meeting the parents he doesn't seem very supportive i mean he his tone is bad his tone is surprised i think he always thought freddie was not gonna stick around you know so to realize that she's meeting his parents is kind of like oh wasn't expecting that kind of and so eliza rebuts and like Henry, why aren't you with Julia? And he says, uh, because Julia is a workaholic like me. That is why we are perfect for each other and rarely together. And rarely together. Yeah, interesting little piece of information there. Yeah, and Eliza, she's, she's still very casual about meeting the parents. At one point, she's like, well, or not, if, if you think it's not a good idea, like if I should keep working, you know. And Henry gives her some advice. He says, as someone who spent Far too many nights with the verse garbage Santa. 
I can say following through on personal stuff is just as important. He's not like necessarily excited about her meeting Freddie's parents, but he is like, you have to do it. It's important. Eliza, try to stay off the phone tonight. The only person who should be glowing tonight is you. Mm-hmm. She actually takes this advice to heart. She is like driving to the dinner and... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, sorry. What? Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Important, important. <laughs> You're like a ducky from The Land Before Time. Another reference I don't get. There's a lot of movies I have you not seen. You haven't seen The Land Before not Time? Maybe. What do you mean? There's a lot of them. I don't know they which ones I've seen. stars? They're just like, I guess, maple leaves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I guess a lot less exciting for Canadians in retrospect. I was in... Anyway. <laughs> she is not satisfied with her outfit. She doesn't think it's really appropriate to meet the parents in... Henry's like, oh, well, you can wear my coat, which, if you think about it, is a weird offer. Yeah. I think he meant you can wear my coat over what you're wearing, because she's wearing, like, a tank top. But that also still seems bad to me. It's it's strange. It's a strange offer. Yeah. But Eliza, okay, throwback to episode number one, the pilot, okay. in which Eliza takes airplane blankets and turns them into a fashionable dress i did not even make this connection but that's true yeah she's also able to take henry's suit jacket and turn it into a fashionable dress uh with a belt and um a little bit of you a little bit of me is what she says and he says that does seem to be the winning combination yeah this is something it's a call back to earlier in the episode which we didn't mention but when they come up with the butt eyes idea he's like a little bit of you a little bit of me anyway she is now on her way to meet them wearing Henry's jacket as a dress, basically. So this is where the episode gets really didactic? I was going to say preachy, but yeah. Is didactic a synonym? Or is it? That's, it's I don't know. similar. I'm bad at English. Teaching. Yeah. But like very on the nose. Yes. So Eliza is having like a revelation on the way. She sees, are you okay? I'm so tired and hungry. Please continue. Don't don't look at me. Okay, I'm not looking at you. Anyway, she is on her way, and she sees everybody on their phone. So she can like see that blue glare, and that shows that they're on their phone. So she sees like a mom on their phone, in the backseat a kid on their phone. She's on her phone while she's driving, apparently, which is not safe to do. And she's like, some things you have to put down your phone for. She puts her phone in her purse. And then she walks into the restaurant. Uh, and she's like, there are two types of people in this world. People who are always on their phones and people who are not always on their phones. I guess. Not I guess. incorrect. I don't know if it's that simple. But anyway. I really wish that Eliza putting her phone down and away from her had some played into the plot more. Yes. I was sort of feeling like she was going to miss an important message. Anyway, she goes in. She, but it's, yeah, it's just this whole thing where like, oh, people are on their phones or missing out on life. And like, what a, being in a restaurant, being around other people, rude. I don't know. It's just, it is just really like in your face. Just like, don't always be on your phone. And I can't, there's no way that this particular scene helped win over viewers. To like the show, you mean? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's a little bit of like an obvious thing. I don't know. But I did sort of like the interaction that followed. So she comes over and Freddie and his parents are all just on their phone. So they're all sitting together on their phones. And then Eliza comes over and they put their phones down and they're like, oh, Eliza. 
the dad says something like, oh, you're even more beautiful than on Instagram. And the mom is like, as soon as Freddie tagged you in one of his pictures, we followed you. And then they're like stalkers or something like that. Like they make a joke about it. They're very like social media savvy, yeah. which is pretty uncommon in an older generation. Freddie like comments about it. He's like, yes, these extremely internet savvy people are my parents, you know. So it's like a whole family thing that they're very into social media. So Eliza sits down with them and... Uh, first thing, they introduce themselves. So their names are Brandon and Maisie. So Eliza makes a couple name for them, which is Maisin Bran, which is like a joke about Raisin Bran. Wait, what? Raisin Bran. It's a cereal, which combines both Raisin and Bran. What's Bran? It has fiber in it. I don't know what it is, though. I'm just kidding. I totally know what Raisin <laughs> Bran is. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you know. Huh. She, Henry, Eliza is realizing that most of the time, or really, I mean, like, you know, there are two kinds of people. There are also only two kinds of activities that her and Freddie engage in. Either they are on their phones or they are making love. Basically. And this little montage is scored by Me, Me, Me by Cerebro. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so basically Eliza is having this revelation that she's, like, never really paid attention to what Freddie is like just as a person. And apparently he has a very annoying laugh. And what else was it about him that was weird? Oh, and then she was like, and he eats his bread like this. And he eats bread by mushing it up into a little ball and throwing it in the air and catching it in his mouth. We've all done this. But not in a restaurant. Also, my reflexes are not that good. So I very rarely You can also just pop mouth. the ball into your mouth. But like, I don't do that as an adult in a restaurant. But Freddie does. Also, okay, so Henry, she's always like, I also didn't realize that, like, did you say the laugh thing already? I was listening yeah. to the song while you were talking, so I apologize for that. <laughs> Thank you for apologizing. Yeah, um, well, how would you say his laugh sounds? Bad. Um, well, like, here's why I want to talk like? about it. Okay. I'm not yeah. going to do the laugh thing. <laughs> okay. What like were you that, say? but worse. It's like a normal <laughs> laugh, but like, I don't know, like nasally enforced. Um, so, Scrubs season four, I think okay. it is. JD starts dating... A uh, character played by Mandy Moore, oh, okay. and it's this whole thing where, like, I I think that there's so to me it's like a soft retcon or like an like you said very early on in this episode where it's like oh they said that Henry's not on Instagram but clearly he is. This is like that, but to me more egregious because there's no way of writing like writing around it. Because well, do you think that up to this point Freddie has laughed on camera? Mm, I don't know, because there's a lot of things where Eliza is laughing at Freddy. Probably, probably not. Is he laughing? But I think maybe at some point he, he laughed a little bit, right? They were like maybe interacting with one another. I don't know. The point is that in Scrubs, there's this whole thing about Mandy Moore's character where they say after she's already been introduced that she doesn't laugh at things. She just says, says that's so funny. <laughs> And that's what it made me think of. So, like, my sister has a friend who does that, and she finds it very confusing because she'll like show her a video, and then afterwards she'll be like, "That was funny." And I was like, "But you didn't laugh." She's like, "Yeah, but it was funny." Anyway, yeah. So Freddie's Freddie kind of laughs like, "Yeah, I can't do it." Anyway, it is annoying, and Eliza's kind of just looking at him like, "Who are you?" A little bit like she, she's never really thought about it. Their waiter comes by, and what takes place is a really. It's 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 a conversation full of double entendres. So he he well first he comes to Eliza 
you know, and says, what do you want? And she says, I'm not sure what I want. Can you come back to me? You know, so he goes around the table. And do they all order salmon? Yeah, salmon's delicious. They all order salmon because apparently it's the best, you know. It is comes... very good, tasty. I, I do enjoy salmon, but I anyway. Omega-3s. Yeah. Anyway, comes back around. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of effort for me to, like, give you a thumbs up over the top of my mic. But, yeah, salmon. Anyway, comes back around to Eliza. She's like, um, not sure. Still not sure what I want. Like, everyone seems to like the salmon. And the salmon is, like, really great. But, like, does everyone like the salmon? And he's like, yeah, most people like the salmon. Why is it? That I'm having so much trouble committing to something that sounds so good. Yeah. And then a little more on the nose, he's like, well, there are other fish in the sea. You know, like... Yeah. Uh, and then it all really, I guess, presses in on Eliza. And, and all of a sudden, she blurts out to Mason Bran. Yeah. Um, Your son is smoking hot, and we have obscene sexual chemistry, but I can't do this anymore? Something along those lines. Yeah. She, she actually uses the words, I just don't think we're a winning combination. Oh. Very on the nose. Anyway, so she, she leaves. leaves. Yeah. I assume this that is happen- oh, Freddie yeah. and his parents have a delicious meal ahead of them. They're all Instagram and their salmon. Yeah. Anyway. There's a, there's a rhyme there. Yeah. So very awkward breakup right in front of his parents. While this is happening, Henry has decided that the best way to fix his sandwich problem is to go to the book club that he's been invited to. So Ren is in there <laughs> at the book club meeting, and she's very sad still about Henry. And they're talking about, they're actually talking about the 1995 Little Women movie, which I love. They're talking about how Claire Danes plays Beth, and she is very good. And uh, Ren says something really sad, like, they're, they're all Dying talking about Scarlet how, how sad it is that Beth died. And she's like, I don't know. Sounds pretty good. Dying of Scarlet... Yeah, go ahead. You can do it. Dying of Scarlet Fever sounds better than being ignored on Match.com every night. Yeah. So Big she's... Big mood. She's very sad. Also, it is too bad that Beth dies in Little Women. Why did it have to be Beth? But anyway... Okay. There are spoilers, right? Are we not going to... You're not going to spoiler tag that? The movie's... Le- in the movie... <laughs> well, the movie is about 20 years old, and the book is about... 150 years old so people can get over it anyway henry comes in at this point and uh, says is the room for one more and he says i reread my analysis of little women and turns out joe and Lori were always meant to be friends and then Bryn, i think fills in that actually the reason that joe and Lori couldn't get together is because Lori was already with someone else also uh now, make no mistake, Lori is not physically attracted to Joe. <laughs> like, Lori at all. Lori <laughs> also did not have to say that. Yeah. So he's still learning. But anyway, I think Ren accepts this as like, okay. Like, she's still bummed out, but she's like, all right. Is that it for that? It's not, it's not nearly oh. as important as the, the last scene in this, <laughs> yeah. in this episode. It's huge. It has enormous repercussions. Before we get to that, though. Henry, before he leaves, he's like, and Bryn, for someone with such a large welcome mat, you're not very welcoming. Burn returned. And she's like, have you been thinking about that, like, for the past two days? <laughs> anyway, so Henry is leaving. So he is in the elevator. Nope. Nope. 
Eliza's in the elevator. Eliza's in the elevator. She's coming up to go to her apartment. And she has all of these thoughts and emotions running through her head because mm-hmm. she just broke up with her uh, boyfriend and things had just started getting serious. Mm-hmm. When the doors open, Henry is standing there in front of her. So she, I guess she kind of takes this as like a sign. That's how I read it. But she's also like, she's been thinking about like, if Freddie's not right for me, who is right for me? And then Henry's standing right there. And this is like a light bulb moment for her. She's like, the only person who's seen me, hashtag no filter, is Henry. Henry asks, how did it go with Freddie? She says something like, it went exactly the way it's supposed to, right? It's almost word for word, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I just watched it like an hour ago. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Very fresh. <laughs> Uh, so Henry is like, okay, cool. I'll see you at work tomorrow. Whatever. Goes into the elevator. Eliza's like, Henry, wait. I need to give you your jacket back. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you can give it to me at work. It's fine. She says, no, I want to give it to you tonight. So she does take off her belt. She does attempt to give her jacket back to Henry. Here's a question for you, Beth. Yeah. Is Eliza naked in this scene? It's heavily implied, but does not make sense. Why? Why would she not have anything underneath that jacket? That's weird, right? Warm day. I don't know. It's weird. I guess it's weird for someone to lend you their clothing and for you to then put on that clothing with nothing on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. What I thought was really tickled me about this exchange that takes place is that it's very similar to an exchange that takes place between Fred and Daphne on my other podcast. (laughs) It's, like, very close. Like, on that one... um, uh, I guess, not spoilers, because the episode will have come out yesterday, but like, Freddie, do you like that girl? Uh, look at the time. I gotta go. You're not wearing a watch, Freddie. <laughs> then I guess I should go buy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Henry is very flustered. And uh, Understandably. He, he is just like, um, I have to leave. I have to go feed my cat. Are you sure you want to head home right now? Yeah. And he says, no, I'm not. And then he says... <laughs> I need to go feed my cat. Yeah. And then Eliza says, you don't have a cat. I need to go purchase a cat <laughs> and then feed it generously. generously. Yeah. And then he's trying to get the door to close on the elevator. It's just like, why do they even put these buttons on here? <laughs> it does eventually close. He he does leave. Eliza is like very happy because she's basically made up her mind that she's going to like go after Henry now. That's like her new goal. She uh, has resolved to follow through on her ideas, mm. which is something that he encouraged her to do initially. And she also says, and this is like, to me, a super villain origin story. <laughs> yeah. Because she says, Henry and I were going to be together or else. Yes. And that's not something that a hero says. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess she is kind of setting herself up as a villain in a way because she knows that Henry's dating someone. So... It's a little weird. Anyway, and that's how the episode ends, right? Yeah, it's, um, the sexual attention, you could cut it with a knife. Yes. I know, I really extended that consonant sound for too long. Yeah, I don't know, I <laughs> I don't know either. Um, but, yeah, it's, I I don't know, what, what are your impressions of this episode? Because for me, I'm thinking, did this come along too late, or did this come along at the right time, as far as, like, pacing goes mm-hmm. for this episode? It is... I think very rewarding and a good payoff for people who have been following the show. Mm -hmm. But I think we were surmising before we started recording that this was one of the first Hulu episodes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I feel like that does have some effect. This is just like if this was the first 
or if not the first, then maybe the second episode that was only on Hulu, I could see them trying to like keep people involved. So maybe they like moved up the Henry Eliza thing a little bit to like try to keep people when they switched over to Hulu. Or maybe it was always planned that way. I'm not sure. But yeah, I I don't know. I feel like this episode is like, it's a step forward and a step back at the same time almost because I feel like the humor in it was very tight. Like I laughed probably four or five times like out loud while watching it because they're just like some really funny little lines. Like especially I feel like Henry has a lot of like little lines that are very funny. So I feel like the humor is like tighter than it has been. But also the moral of the story was like very right out there. Whereas I feel like the other ones were maybe a little more nuanced in like what the moral was. Whereas this one, it was just like, mm-hmm. put down your phone and then like, you'll understand your life. Anyway, what was your take? Just, yeah, I, it, it was just, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so, t- I'm so hungry. <laughs> um, can you hear? I'm, my stomach is growling. Um, <laughs> I believe you. I did not think that this episode was as funny as you did. I thought it was good. I really think it's important to have like sort of this ramping up of like, emotional stakes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, on, on the whole like i think that for people who are fans of selfie this is a very iconic moment mm-hmm. and i think that had this show continued on made it on to other seasons garnered a larger fan base this would have become like a, an iconic moment in like the tv landscape mm-hmm. but due to its relatively small popularity that never came to yeah never came about i don't know i feel like so what are you doing <laughs> you don't really just have a sna- snack near you you can just snack on anyway i have a bottle of whiskey and don't do that don't do that on an empty stomach please don't <laughs> what was i gonna say oh i also feel like watching this show so far given what we know i feel like the viewer is led to believe that if one of them is going to develop feelings for the other we would think it would be henry Really? So for it to be Eliza, I think was like, oh, okay. Like not totally shocking, but I just feel like so far what they've kind of, the information they've given, we would assume that it would be Henry who would like figure it out first. But anyway, hmm. for Eliza to be like so sure does make it interesting because they're just like, oh, where is this going to go now? Okay. I'm just going to start the outro. I'm just going to go right into it because Evan is extremely hungry and is getting grumpy now. So we have to finish this up. Next week, come back, we will be giving our commentary, our further commentary on this episode and thinking about where things might have gone in future seasons if the show had not been canceled four episodes later. Yeah, we are going to follow through on our Uh, review. Just brought it all together. Well done. Anyway, if you would like to follow through, follow up on us, you can follow us on Twitter. It's SelfieValePod on Twitter. You could send us an email at SelfieValuationPodcast at gmail.com. You cannot follow us on Instagram because, like Henry, we do not have an Instagram. I feel like we would do okay, honestly. We would do okay on Instagram? What would we post on Instagram? I don't know, memes? (laughs) Evan does not understand Instagram. Anyway. (laughs) Are there no memes on Instagram? Not really. Okay, that runs directly counter to what I've learned over the past week. (laughs) I don't know. I guess it depends on your Instagram. I guess I don't follow a lot of memes. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It'll be a new episode next Tuesday. Please come back. Yes. Please. (laughs)
berate me so that I update so <laughs> selfevaluation.tumblr.com. Yeah, so you can berate Evan at the Scooby Dudes on Twitter and tell him that he should put a little more effort into this podcast, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what are you going to eat after this? Just banana bread? I'm probably banana bread, yeah. Eat more things. I know, I should. Make I should a sandwich out of it. Put vanilla ice cream between two slices of banana bread. That sounds really good, actually. Oh, I know. I I'm not. I are you actually? That. Yeah, I might. I don't know. Oh, do I have vanilla um, ice cream? I'll have to check. I'll have to check and see what I have. Please report back. Okay. <laughs> Text me a photo of it. All right. If I do that, I will. Promise? Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening.